Hey guys, welcome back to the Work Wherever podcast. My name is Sydney, and this is Roy. I'm Roy. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Microsoft Copilot and um, some new AI features within Microsoft, as well as tractors. Tractors. John, Gr- John Deere Green tractors. <laughs> Perfect. Stay tuned, guys. of our lives inside either in traffic at work or close eyes how about we all agree that is way overdue to take back our lives What's up, guys? Welcome into the Work Wherever podcast. I'm your host, Roy Edwards. This is a podcast where we talk about AI, artificial intelligence, the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it's Saturday. And I am eating. I was eating on that intro. And I just want you to know who this is. I know we don't run ads, but my buddy owns this company, and it is Pirello Performance Energy Bar. This is the fudge brownie, and it's delicious. So good. people, too. We have to eat. So, yeah, I do. uh, If I were to run an ad, it would be... For that, and then maybe this first form energy drink. Other than that, no, zero ads. Those are great. I really liked the orange one. Great, great ads. They are they, they are pretty good, right? It tasted like orange soda. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. And uh, if you want to see that, go to our YouTube. Uh, our YouTube, at Capital Presence. You'll be able to see what it is that I'm holding. And while you're there, you might as well just enroll in Online Academy so cool. that you can get more information about what we're talking about Turn here. Turn around so they can see uh, the you front want me of to hold it. There. there you go. So now all you YouTube people, you're <laughs> seeing it. behind it. There right you go. There. Is that how we do it? <laughs> so it's not blurry. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on over to YouTube, hit subscribe, like it while you're there. Add a couple comments in. You know, it, it, we are, we will answer comments. Yeah. So if you guys have questions or anything like that, hit them there. And we'll make sure that they get them answered. And then subscribe to our le- learning platform while you're there. Because we have a ton of stuff. You guys have been asking questions on the YouTube and, and communicating with us. And Sydney's done a great job of creating how-to videos. We can't answer every single one immediately but mm-hmm. for some of them we've already answered them on our training platform mm-hmm. which is online, online academy online 365 academy online 365 dot academy. academy so go there sign up we have have we launched our devops or which courses are live there right now not yet um so we've got teams teams yep the in there teams right implementation now. microsoft yes. teams implementation we did get our first um we, we have subscribers now. Yeah, we're a real platform. Which she's in there and set up. I'm excited. Even though we haven't pushed it, we right. have subscribers. You haven't seen a single ad or anything like that, so that's fun. We do have our Microsoft 365 Power Platform user training, or Power User training, which is low-code, no-code. Power Platform, guys, is low-code, no-code, which is... I'm talking about this right now because that's a big conversation about what we're going to be talking about today. So we've got 365 and Teams in there right now. And teams. Mm-hmm. And then we have already in process to be released later on in the year a master class on business communication yep 
and then a master class on introduction to DevOps. Yeah. And then a few other ones on the docket as well around low-code, no-code, which is today's to topic of du jour, yeah. is the low-code, no-code revolution, as some are calling it. Big things. Did you know about that before I sent it to you the other day? Yes. Okay. I did. Gotcha. I'm a big... Uh, you're talking about the April Dunham thing? Uh, just co-pilot in general. Co-pilot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So if... I'll shout out April Dunham. She's been on a guest on this podcast two or three times. She's awesome. She's the Microsoft Power Platform Advocate. And she just released a video on Copilot. That's where we're, we're we have a little bit to talk about that today, I believe. Mm -hmm. so well, hers was pertaining a little bit more to like Power Platform mm -hmm. Copilot. Um, You're talking about Microsoft Copilot in general, not, not well, just total integration. With... That's a portion of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think what? A month ago, over a month ago, we talked about how the next wave is of all this ChatGPT stuff is going to be AI, bots, and integrations. So chalk that another one up of what we called it, right? We, we had this one nailed. And Copilot is the next version. Copilot, I believe, is a premium subscription through Microsoft, which uh, if you have the Power Platform user or app, the premium version of it, which is anywhere between $5 and $20 a user, then you get access to this co-pilot and additional premium connectors. So we were all over that one. And then you have uh, ChatGPT4, which is the new iteration, which is a paper, paper use. At least there's premium versions of it, which we can get into that on a whole another podcast because that, that got a little scary. You had somebody, another member of the AI community, tweet out and about how not only does ChatGPT understand how to unlock itself, but gave instructions to somebody of how to do it. I read an article today that some college made their own like ChatGPT that's like basically the same for like five hundred dollars. It's not right. Like we talked <laughs> about. I'll see if this, I can find that. Know? But yeah, they like replicated it basically. Yeah, look, the chatbots are like they're not new or hard. Mm -hmm. It's about the data. How much data do you have and does your bot have access to and how correct is that data? That's that's the real part. So all those people who are like, oh, well, I can build a chatbot. Yeah, you can. I can build an AI. Absolutely. But what access does it have and is it correct when it responds? Like how correct? Because right. we saw Google get pulled. We saw Facebook fiddling with potentially, or Meta, whatever they want to call themselves these days, potentially pulling it. It's all about how correct your bots are. And that's why GPT and GPT-4 have been so successful is because their bots are pretty correct. It's super weird. I saw a meta commercial on uh, Hulu the other day. Yeah. And they well, were like talking about like using it in the classroom. Everybody just has these headphones. Everybody got their stupid so little strange. glasses on. Oh, it's so Which stupid. Which it is fun to play. We do have one. But it, <laughs> Oculus is like fun, sure. It's a video game. Yeah, to like fish. I'm not sold on this whole like Meta, like Meta went all in on Metaverse. Strange. And they're like, wear the Oculus for so stupid. It gives me a headache if it's I wear not real more business, than like 30 guys. minutes. Yeah. That is, there is no, in no world do I see us putting on these stupid Oculus goggles to have a meeting with people. I know that there's this whole like, well, if you design in a 3D Max design of something and you want to put it on and play with it in real life, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. It it's 
then you get into like okay i can play with it i need to like touch it and stuff like you need like a whole bodysuit i don't have know have you seen iron man yeah you know how he's like doing the whole jarvis thing right like so i get d- the inspiration behind yeah. it and it does have that so um it has like hand tracking right, right. so you don't necessarily have to use the controls right. you can just move your hands and it tracks it yeah. which is weird microsoft yeah. had that technology like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and noticed that they just haven't done anything with it the whole like waving it was called connect i believe is what it was called connect or connects i forget but it was part of the microsoft uh xbox 360 Mm. And then Xbox One had it too. And then it went away. And Meta or Facebook is late to the party here. And they've invested so much money into this technology, which I think is a bad move. But we'll see. I've been wrong once or twice before. And uh, it could work. It could work. Look, like I'm just not sold on the whole goggles thing. I would never do it. I think that. Businesses who are trying to go all in on this d- digital world are realizing it's a, a bad idea. More, a lot more sleek, like your brother-in-law. Have you seen those glasses that he has? Yeah, I have. Those are cool. They're like, um, what are they? Like Ray-Bans. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the that. That's one thing. It's strange. But these goggles where I can't <laughs> see what I'm doing and or whatever's going on around me. It's a lot. I don't. I don't buy it. I think it's a beta product. I think it's an MVP. It's a proof of concept that they've they've invested a ton of money into and we'll see what happens but yeah it's interesting for sure but we have this low code revolution which we have a couple articles to talk about this uh co-pilot being one of them Mm -hmm. we have we talked about john deere green john deere has a uh has been sued and and lost really i need to bring this which is a uh it all has to do with source code which it's not so much a big deal that John Deere lost as it is the repercussions of the rest of this pay per subscription landscape that we've been talking about. So Tesla has their computers, right? You have your car, you got to bring it in and and the Tesla car is basically like a giant computer and in order for you to update the software then Tesla has you by the balls, basically. John Deere did a similar thing, but on tractors. And if you know who uses tractors, those people don't hire mechanics, <laughs> right? They, they work on their own tractors. So what happened was, is John Deere came out with this model where you had to pay for your subscription. You could only get it serviced through the John Deere people. You could only update it through John Deere, through their source code, to make sure that their tractor was up and running. Well, the hardworking Americans who run tractors wanted to work on them themselves and sued John Deere and won. And so now John Deere has to hand over their source code so that they can't pigeonhole and force you to use them. Do you have the article pulled up? I do, yeah. John Deere urged to surrender source code under GPL. Farmers need a right to repair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, thank God for the farmers. Because this has been going on in in the Tesla markets. Because this is bigger than tractors. This This is the entire subscription model that so many tech companies have been going towards to say... The Tesla subscription package of, okay, you pay the subscription and you get all these updates, right? Mm -hmm. 
my Chevy has a subscription package and I pay a subscription. It tells me when to, to do my oil and it tells me all this stuff, right? Now the logical next step would be, okay, well, you have to take it into us to get your oil changed. I can still change my oil on my Chevy, right? but they could take it away, which is what John Deere tried to do. Gotcha. And they got nixed. They said, no, 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 you cannot do that. So that is going to change path for a lot of these smart cars that we've had over the last however long. That, Because the subscription-based model, we talked about that where everything was going to go subscription-based. Cars, home, like home is rent, right? But I am subscription-based. Your subscription-based model. <laughs> I play a month-to-month subscription. Right. But it's <laughs> like, but that's the idea. Like, what if we just, you know, the... You've seen this posted a lot where we talk about the World Economic Forum where they say you'll own nothing and like it. That's the model. I, don't know if I like that. The model is you'll own, you'll own nothing and like it. Why? Because you'll be able to enjoy so much about life for a subscription. Cancel your subscription anytime. But you no longer own anything. And because you no longer own anything, you are a player in the game. And John Deere found out very quickly that that's not going to fly. So is there any other information on it? Because I did want to touch on this. I thought it was a it's it's less of something that we want to like focus on for this podcast and more of something that I want everyone to keep an eye on because there's going to be more. Of so these. the yeah, the Software Freedom Con- Conservancy SFC has called upon farm equipment John Maker John Deere to comply with its obligations under the general public license, GPO. Mm-hmm. Which requires users such as software to share source code. Yeah. Otherwise known as open source, which I believe Tesla has made their open source. And people are like, why would you do that? You know, there's like ChatGPT is. ChatGPT is open source. I know because it says in the yeah. name, I think, right? It's a, you have to. Or you're right. basically borderlining monopoly. Yep. Which Microsoft got blown up in the 80s or 90s, I think, as a monopoly. So this is something to keep an eye on because a lot of non-tech companies, John Deere is not a tech company, and they were trying to get into the subscription. So you're going to start seeing this a lot more. Tesla is a tech company. Tesla's, Tesla is a tech company who happens to make cars. And that's why Elon was smart enough to understand the open source from the beginning. He comes from, he's part of PayPal Mafia. He understands the internet and how it runs, right? Him and Mark Cuban were together in the beginning stages of PayPal, and Mark Cuban made his fortune on the internet through media distribution and streaming. So Elon's connected. He understands, and he did it right. John Deere did it wrong and is going to be made an example of so that all these other companies that have these smart cars, like Chevy, which I like, I I drive a 23 Silverado, and I love it. It's great. It's a great truck. And I have been keeping an eye on it because it does. It'll send me push notifications. It'll do all kinds of things to say, hey, you can have this service. Do you want to order parts? Like, do you want to do all this stuff? It's cool and helpful so long as you're not my only option to, right. to do it. If I want to change my own oil, I should be able to do it. And this is the first instance that we've seen in the automotive or engine, small engine, where 
it's been locked. So I wanted to bring it up. Keep an eye on it. It won't be the last time we talk about it for sure. And I think that we'll start to see more of these. I really well, that's do. Software Freedom Conservancy. Yeah. All right, let's get into low-code, no-code. I know you have that article pulled up, right? Yeah. Copilot. Copilot. Introducing Microsoft 365 Copilot, your copilot for work. So Copilot is a way to integrate... AI? Yeah. I was going to say ChatGPT, but ChatGPT is built on OpenAI. Yep. And this is the... I think that's how they market it anyways. Right. This AI. is the foundation behind OpenAI and Microsoft's uh, AI platform built just into Power Apps, Power Portal, as well as other applications, I believe, right? Word, Excel. Word, Excel. It says here, um, Copilot combines the power of large language models with your data in the Microsoft Graph, your calendar, emails, chats, documents, meetings, and more. Yeah. Very cool. I, I think this is... Clippy 2.0 or 3.0 Clippy. Do you remember Clippy? Little paperclip? Yeah. yeah. Like, I see that you're writing a resume. This Let is Clippy help. on steroids, where it's, which, Microsoft, if you're listening to this, make Copilot Clippy, please. God, that would be so amazing. If oh. Clippy could just talk to me and Clippy just. Clippy in like a pilot hat. That would be so great. <laughs> I would be so happy. If you bring back Clippy and just have him the Copilot, he is, Clippy is Copilot. Ah. That's great. It would be so great. That would be so amazing. This is Clippy 235.0. Right. And it sounded like from the video I was watching, it has the kind of functionality of chat GPT in that it can scan things. Right. Right. So you can say, look over all these meeting notes and then make me a 10-page PowerPoint. Right. Out of your meeting notes. Or and it'll do it. summarize Or prepare this. me for this meeting. Right. And it'll give you note points. Or, oh, hey, like, I see that you came to this meeting late. Mm -hmm. Here's, it's okay. Here's the transcript and let me summarize that right. for you. This is, this mm -hmm. is Cortana meets Clippy meets, I mean, this is huge for right. Microsoft. I don't know if it works. I like the idea behind it. Traditionally, the way that Microsoft does things like this is they'll release it and then put it into beta. I have not seen if this is in beta or if it's a full release yet. The fact that there's articles around it, I think, is just because AI is such like a clickbait right now. Right. So I don't know if this is in full beta. I do know that Power Virtual Agents, their AI builder, is still in beta, which is what we're building internally. You know the VA, you know the um, the the VA virtual agent, the bot that we're building, Cloudette. Yep. That is built on Power Virtual Agents. So right. everything that our team is doing right now and building that out for our new employee process, the onboarding process, for um, sales orders, for support tickets, all that stuff that we're building in our virtual agent, that's built on Power Virtual Agents, which is part of Power Platform. It's still in beta. It has gone less and less and less expensive. When we first started developing on Power Virtual Agents about three years ago, it was $1,000 a month. Now it is $200 a month for unlimited calls. And we have just extended free. So, which we are going to buy it. But you're able to sign up for a free trial right now and extend that free trial in, until you reach the threshold. Right. So it does say that it's kind of two separate things. So Copilot is integrated into basically the apps you use every day. So Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Teams, Clippy. Power Apps, whatever. Yep. And then Business Chat, 
works across the LLM, which I mentioned was that language. Yeah. Um, large language model. Mm-hmm. So that's your chats, documents, calendars, emails, um, meetings, contacts, things like that. Different servers, exchange servers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you have the office bot, the office application bot, which is Copilot. Copilot. That's your Clippy 9.0. Then you have the LLM, which is Exchange Server and Team Server. So if you say, which is similar to Cortana, where if you ask Cortana now and you say, hey, Cortana, what meetings do I have coming up? It'll answer you so long as right. you're connected to your 365. Mm-hmm. That's basically just a built-in 365 Cortana, which I'll be interested to see if they brand it as Cortana. Because if they brand it as Cortana, then they're sticking to their brand. If they're branding as something else, then I see it as a, an app function that, that's still in beta. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep an eye on. Because when all of the way that Microsoft does with their applications is they split them off. Yeah, You'll see right now, Microsoft Lists, it used to be SharePoint Lists. Now it's just Microsoft Lists. Then you have Microsoft Forms. Used to be SharePoint Forms. Now you have Microsoft Forms. So these applications, these new applications, are split off into these satellite apps. And they do that so that they can pigeonhole and work on them and run through the DevOps process and and really develop a use case for them and market them at the same time before bringing them back into an umbrella. You saw the same thing with Dynamics. So Dynamics was CRM, it was on-premise. Then when they brought Dynamics to 365, they kept the Dynamics name, even though it's not really Dynamics anymore. It's Power Apps. It's Power Apps model-driven apps. And they're slowly and slowly moving you into the idea that this is no longer Dynamics, it's model-driven Power Apps. Mm -hmm. You have Dynamics 365. They got rid of the customer engagement license so now it's called like sales enterprise or something like that. So like they're changing their licensing model and they're actually making it cheaper to get the price per user or price per app licenses than Dynamics licenses. And the reason why they that they're cheaper is because Dynamics 365 are just pre-built templates. So they're like you can have this pre-built template for you know $20, $30 more a user or you can just pay per the user and then customize and build your own internal CRM. What, you, what do you want to do? And when it comes down to price costing like that, most people are going to go cheap. Most. The over easy. And so you're slowly going to see Dynamics transition back into the model-driven apps or over to model-driven apps, I should say, because they wanted to maintain the Dynamics brand because everybody knows what that is. Because if they got rid of Dynamics branding, then people would be like, oh, well, Microsoft doesn't have a CRM anymore. No, they do. It's just model-driven power apps now, and you can build apps. So the fact that it's called Copilot and not Cortana, to me, means they're still messing with it, mm-hmm. and they don't want to throw it into Cortana until it's ready. I could be wrong. It could go the other way. It could go Copilot, you know, Cortana becomes Copilot. I doubt it because Cortana is a brand that they have pushed so hard with Xbox windows just everywhere she keeps coming on my computer all the time <laughs> it's it yeah i'm sorry what are you saying I don't what want was that on. no 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 shh, shh, shh. go away <laughs> so yeah very cool uh my developer friends out there it's really cool because you can do uh you can mess with it within power apps and it can right. help you build an app right so which, even lower than low code it like, is you can say so the video i was watching today april dunham um 
she had it in there basically and she said i want an app that helps me track people coming to my office right right and then it brings us to this database table Mm -hmm. and makes all of these categories right that she would need first name last name how long phone number why they're coming etc yep okay i want this to split up into or i want the name portion to split up into first name last name right i want this to be the primary one right and i want it to look like all my other apps yep through a template here's the thing within you know five minutes this sounds awesome and it is awesome okay all my developer friends out there you should be scared you should have been scared five years ago which is why i Seven years ago, I started my own company. I saw this coming, and I was like, you know what? We build SharePoint applications. We do architecture. I see the future as power apps. I'm going to start a company, and we're going to build power apps. That was seven years ago. We've been building power apps since 2017. Like, we crush. We crush power apps, okay? 2016, 2017. 2016 is when we founded. 2017 is when we really started pushing out power apps to enterprise organizations, okay? We're ahead of the curve on this. We're also doing that same thing now. What's the next five to seven years? And I'll say the next five to seven years is low-code, no-code. So all of my traditional C-sharp developers and stuff like that, there's going to be a lot less use for you. There'll still be a use for you. Because like I've mentioned, I do believe at some point we're going to tip back to an on-premise server. It's going to be cheaper to maintain your on-premise server. And people always call me crazy. Like, why do you say that? Why do you think it's going to be cheaper to own a server? is because of this. So this is really cool. It'll be able to spin you up and build you apps very quickly, okay? But what you just said was, hey, build me this and I'll create a Dataverse table for you. Dataverse is expensive as hell. And you only get a certain free amount of it. Even with Power Premium, which is what we have right now. The other day, so we have six model-driven apps and maybe 50 Canvas apps running in our environment, that's a rough estimate. I have no idea. It could be more. It could be less. And we are a 15-person company. And our Dataverse, I get pings all the time from Microsoft. Your Dataverse is running out. Buy more. Oh, And then if you don't have any developers on staff, I do, but if you don't have any developers on staff that know what that means, you're just going to click buy. Just like you did with your Apple iCloud storage. Buy, buy, buy. And soon you're going to be paying out the ass for Dataverse because, well, we don't have any developers. Why would we need a developer? We have Copilot. Copilot's our developer. When when things break, companies like us who do managed services, power platform, and go in and fix your car, like the whole John Deere thing, right? When you, If you're John Deere... If you can't change your own oil and you got to go somebody, that that oil change went from a nine dollar oil change to a hundred dollar oil change real quick. You say oil? Oil. You don't like that oil. <laughs> Anyone who drives like a Cadillac knows that an oil change is a hundred and some dollars, just because it's a Cadillac. Yeah. Oh yeah, as you say. It, have you ever seen a my my dad drove a, a CTS, and his is a it's a Cadillac uh, car mm. and he his brake light went out you're like ah bulb three bucks I'll go to advanced auto parts right no you have to replace the entire left side of his bumper yeah it was hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. that's what we're looking at next for a cloud it's like well the co-pilot built me up like seven data tables in dataverse 
and it built me out these apps and now I'm at data capacity and I have no choice but to extend. And then people who understand it are gonna be sitting over here and go, well, you can uh, pay for me. Right. I might cost a little bit more, but I'll fix it. Or eventually companies are gonna get fed up and they're gonna move to on-prem. So that's the future. That's what we're looking at. Uh, I hope you guys have got a lot out of this because I nerd out on this stuff. It's super it. cool. Yeah, so we're, we're looking into it. Uh, if you have any questions about it, go to capitalpresence.com. Hit us up. We'll, we will talk you through Dataverse. We are experts at this. I don't like to use that word, but the government calls me a SME, and they call me an architect. So I, I will uh, shmee. <laughs> I'll help you through it. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Uh, until next time, Sydney, you got anything? That's it. All right. See you. See ya. Well, guys, thanks so much for watching and or listening. We have had a great time. Hope you did, too. You can find all of the Work Wherever podcast episodes here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or all of your major streaming platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday. Make sure to follow us at Capital Presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things all Work Wherever related. See you next week.